mystery of science in galaxies far, far away. We have come together <laughs> to create the 50th episode of the Stout Cast podcast. 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, in beautiful West Sacramento, California, and our host is David Weiss, the head man here who has uh, brought us in and is going to offer us three fantastic beers, and it's awesome that we're able to be here at the former home of YOLO Brewing because YOLO was the one of the first beers that we reviewed, and then uh, David was the host of the third episode. So for our 50th, we're glad to be back. We've got five beers, and we're going to uh, try our first non-alcoholic beverage this time. This is the Bravest Brewing Company Oatmeal Stout Near Beer. Contains less than 0.5% alcohol by volume. On the back, it says, The folks at Bravest believe beer should be about the experience, not the alcohol content. That's why we're America's first brewery dedicated solely to the production of non-alcoholic craft beer. Our exclusive brewing process allows us to create a beer which tastes so much like an alcoholic beer, you would be hard-pressed to tell the difference. So go ahead, try one. Now, go ahead, David, and tell me what you would expect the difficulties might be from creating a non-alcoholic beer. And have you tried any before that were close enough? So I've never brewed a non-alcoholic beer and I actually don't know much about the process of doing it. I know that it's pretty difficult. Um, the ones that I've tried, I've tried a couple from uh, Athletic Brewing Company. I think I've had the Heineken Zero non-alcoholic. They're typically like pretty watery and not very good in my experience. So I'm not expecting this to be great, especially being an oatmeal stout. That's a style that's going to need a lot of body. Um, so we'll see. I hope it's good. I expect it won't be. The can, uh, I found one interesting thing. If you get them really cold in the refrigerator, then the top um, comes open or pops up and the bottom does as well. So it kind of looks more like a barrel that a side, uh, what's the, uh, what's the dog that uh, goes in the, uh, in the snow to the Husky. Uh, yeah, no, the St. Bernard, St. Bernard. Thank you. Ah, gotcha. So anyway, the uh, the can is black with um, I believe those are oats on the uh, on the front and Bravis Bravis we're not sure which uh, established 2015. So let's have a sample. It is super super foamy and light. Dan, you have a puzzled look on your face. Oh no, I'm not puzzled. I just don't like it. Uh, the thing I'm finding really interesting about it though is it it has kind of the aftertaste of a stout. It doesn't taste like a stout until. 
two or three seconds after. <laughs> For the first two or three seconds, it's just kind of like... It's very fruity. It has like a very fruity kind of grapey berries, maybe. Uh, it's very thin, like I expected. The carbonation feels thin, like a soda, or even honestly, even thinner than that, more like, like a seltzer water or something. Um, the, the head looks nice. The color is good. It, like you said, it has a finish that's somewhat stout-like, but everything else is not quite there for me. Joey, you look pensive. <laughs> I like how David said thin. Um, and I liked uh, Dan's kind of puzzled, you know, look. To me, I, I have no idea what, what this is. I like, I have no idea what I'm tasting. It's, um, I will agree that there is something like at the aftertaste, it's like, oh, I think that was a beer, but I missed the beer. Um, so it's, you know, I don't, I, it's, I don't know if it's if I'm getting, you know, oats. I can't tell if there's, you know, I don't know if I'm getting hints of, of like maybe some coffee in there. Maybe that's what the roasting, what they try to catch with the roastiness. But it just it feels um, it feels very thin. I wanted to say flat, um, but maybe thin is is more the descriptor that I'm looking for. The ingredients are water, malted barley, oats, hops, and yeast. And not a whole lot extra. So yeah, I uh, not crazy about it. But as far as a non-alcoholic goes, there's I have really I'm not getting an aftertaste. I'm also not getting a whole lot of flavor. There's this kind of a strange flavor at the beginning, which I'm not really sure what it is. But it's not terrible, and I applaud the effort. So I'm going to jump in first with the rating, and once again the scale: excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, cat. You know what? I I have certainly had many beverages on this podcast that were that were worse worse and were less appealing and i'm going to go with i'm going to go with good and as far as a non-alcoholic beverage it is the best non-alcoholic beverage ever to be on the stoutcast dan i'll give it a fair fair enough All fine right. for a non-alcoholic <laughs> beverage not exactly something i'd go out of my way for so uh, I would, I, the, the thin is perfect uh, description of it. Now I'm not a, um, like a, a nitro coffee, cold brew guy, but that is, this tastes like a cold coffee with the aftertaste of the, that's, I guess what I'm getting this is the only cold coffee I've ever had. This reminds me of it. It's not bad. I'm just not a real fan of cold coffee. So yeah, it's, it's okay. It's fair. I'll give it that fair. To be fair. Fair enough. All right, Glenn. Yeah, um, I think everybody kind of hit it on the head. It was It's confusing. Like I looked at it in the glass and I went, all right, this is going to be a good stout. And then I had a little bit of it and there was just not very much there. Um, it is a great beer if you want to trick your friends at the bar into thinking you're drinking <laughs> stout. Um, if you get trapped in a game of beer pong that you cannot get out of, but you have to drive home, this would work. No one would know. But yeah, as, as far as non-alcoholics go, by far the best one I've had. And I've tried a bunch and they've all had kind of something majorly wrong with them. This is just fine. I'd give it a good. Okay. David? 
So I'm going to go ahead and rate this fair. Uh, I think it's hard to compare a non-alcoholic beer to re actual beers that have alcohol because I think like a lot of you guys have said, there's similarities across non-alcoholic beers. None of them are as satisfying as an actual beer. That said, this is like pretty good for a non-alcoholic beer. Um, I've found in my experience that the darker beers tend to do better as non-alcoholic than the lighter ones. So it's, it's a fair if I'm rating it compared to like the whole spectrum of beverages. If I'm only comparing it to actual beers, it's definitely whatever the lowest rating is. I would never reach for this instead of a beer. And if I didn't want to drink alcohol, I would also not reach for this. I would just have water or something else. So I, these beers are kind of lost on me. I just don't really get the point. Um, so that, that's where I'm at with it. As far as a non-alcoholic beer, I guess it's fair, whatever. Fair whatever, I believe, is a new category that has now been introduced thanks to David Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joey. Yeah, uh, I got to keep it real. I'm kind of like David. Um, I don't know why I would drink this. Um, this is the first non-alcoholic beer I've ever had, and now I, there's a good reason as to why I've never had a non-alcoholic beer. Um, I The word what I was looking for, It's this is like uh, when you get the go to the soda fountain, and you try to get the, you know, you get the soda and the syrup is run out. That's exactly the, the taste that I'm looking for. Um, so I don't know how to rate this, to be honest with you, because it's not something I would drink. On that note, I'm just going to go fair, just based on that. I guess I'm the only one that, that liked, of course, I was the only one that liked the uh, gluten-free beer, too, with any regularity, and everybody else thought that was swill. So, um, whatever. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go to something that promises to not be thin. Is this Humpty Hump on the can of the Nutty Operator? Is a peanut butter oatmeal stout, very colorful, orange background with a Humpty Hump with a blonde wig type uh, look. And I don't know if that's some sort of nuclear chemical and some Altamont something or other, chocolate perhaps. Anyway, going into a batch and peanuts the can says pretty much like drinking a reese's peanut butter cup a smooth oatmeal stout that is heavy on the oats and chocolate malt with balanced roast character followed by huge flavors and aromas of peanut butter and that is really about all we know about it uh, i think we have had pretty good luck with altamont in the past and we will certainly hope that we have some today wow i really like this the smell the smell is good aroma all right who wants to go first dan's on the board dan or um smells really nice uh, the peanutty smell is is it actually smells like peanut butter they, that's not always accomplished when people make peanutty beers. Um, it's kind of thin, does not taste like a Reese's peanut butter cup by any means. Um, I don't know. Got kind of a weird aftertaste to me. Want to give it a rating now or you want to wait a minute? He'll think about it. All right, who's next? I'll pick it up. This is, it's not bad. Uh, it definitely is not, 
because I love Reese's peanut butter cups. It is definitely not that, but it is light. It's very drinkable. Um, did they say, was it saying anything about uh, coffee at all? Nope. Just uh, peanut butter and chocolate. Hmm. Cause I'm, I'm, maybe that's what I'm feeling that nut and the chocolate, but I'm it tastes like a little coffee to me, but it's not bad. Uh, I'm going to go. It's good. It has a little interesting aftertaste, but I can live with it. Okay. David's up. Okay. I'm unmuted. Uh, I'm also going to rate this good. I think that the aroma is great. Definitely is very peanut forward, peanut buttery on the aroma. I like the aftertaste. There's some nice, uh, it, the aftertaste to me is a little bit like that fancy, like Adam's peanut butter, the, the real like old school, it's just peanuts. Um, not like all the sweetened stuff. That said, I think they probably should have sweetened this beer with lactose um, and maybe even added a little bit of uh, like cocoa nibs or, or cocoa powder somehow got some some chocolate flavor into this if you're going to market it saying it tastes like a Reese's peanut butter cup to me this tastes more like just a oatmeal style with some peanuts added which is basically what it is so I think it's it's definitely good I like it but if you handed me this and said like this is going to taste like a liquid Reese's peanut butter cup then I would be disappointed so that's what holds it back from getting higher marks to me overall I think it's a really well-made beer I just think they maybe missed the mark of uh of what they said they were going for on the can. I, I, I am grateful that it does not taste like Reese's peanut butter cut cups because I hate Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, yo, uh, go somewhere else. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. You hate everything that's good. Why oh. do you keep hating everything that's good? Next socialism. No. Um, <laughs> that is the most outrage I've ever heard on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. And we've said some pretty disturbing things. I, you know what? I like it. Um, I like the, I'm getting the chocolate, um, but the peanuts to me is like coming in like in a different way at a different time. It's coming at layers. Um, I like the complexity of it. It's got a little bit of an aftertaste, but for peanut butter stouts, which I'm normally not crazy about, I really like this. So I'm actually going to go. I'm going to go very, for the type, for the style, I'm going to go very good to excellent. I really like it. And that's saying something coming from you. That's right. Butter stout. (laughs) Whoever I am. All right. (laughs) Who's who's next? Joey? I'll go. I'll go. Or who? Glenn? I'll let Glenn go. Okay. They kind of killed themselves with their marketing a little bit. Like what they described is not what you get. But that said, what you get, I really, really liked. It's a little bit thin. I expected stronger flavors. I expected thicker. I don't know why. Um, Nothing like a Reese's peanut butter cup, but my first ever peanut butter stout. And I actually quite enjoy it. Um, Don't know if I'd have it all the time, but I would have it now and again. It's kind of a a pace changer. So I'm going to give it a good. Joey? It misses the mark on the peanut butter cup, but... You know, I think I had gotten my fill of the uh, peanut butter stouts, but this kind of makes me want to drink more of them. Um, I'm going to say it's, uh, I'm going to say it's very good. This is probably because it's not as sweet as the, the others that I've, you know, it's not very heavy on the, on the, the peanut butter. I sort of like it. What I say, you know, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go with good. Um, 
I like David said, it's it's more like the oatmeal stout with with peanuts, and which to me I think worked out. You know, I I don't I can't say I'm I'm disappointed with what I'm having because I really enjoy what I'm drinking. So there we go. I'm gonna go good. Okay, you started with very good, and now you're. Well, I'd say good, talking. very good, good, good very good. good, good, very good. That's that's where we're at. So we're gonna move on to the first of the campus offerings. And David, you're going to tell us uh, what it is and what's in uh, it. Before that, let's stop. Uh, it, it doesn't show me a time recording okay. on the on the rec- on the recording uh, on the Zoom. So, Chris, can I tell you something? I don't know what happened, um, but I know at one point it said it, it, I saw this pop up. It said host has done something, and now we have unlimited minutes. So, what I don't know what what went on there but it said we have unlimited minutes i saw that yeah, pop up. i saw that too i think it said host is upgraded so i think your credit card just got charged four hundred dollars and well, I, I never put a credit card it. in thanks chris we appreciate it katie must have done something well you know what uh when katie gets home i'll tell her to make it stop so cool. make it stop. all right david go for it so this next beer is called the original adjunct king this is a oatmeal stout no flavors added it's just beer flavored beer adjunct that term has kind of taken on a colloquial meaning to be any kind of like flavors you would add to beer so vanilla peanuts like we had in the last beer any kind of fruit chocolate uh, i don't know maple almonds whatever all those things are kind of considered adjuncts but what it really means is anything that you might put in a beer that is not uh barley hops water or yeast it's essentially a type of adjunct. So I feel like oats are the original king of adjuncts. We've been adding those to beer for centuries. They tend to add kind of a silky texture. It helps thicken up the mouthfeel. And if you use a high enough percentage of them, there's you can even kind of taste the oats in the finished beer. So this is just an unflavored oatmeal stout, 6% alcohol. It's called the original adjunct king. I believe the last episode we did, I believe we came to an agreement that it was the feeling of the mouth. I believe that was your, I believe that was the term that you coined to replace mouthfeel. The feeling of the mouth. Yes. All yes. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, what is, <laughs> yeah. What is mouthfeel? <laughs> All right. Um, it's really smooth. Uh, I, re- I love the smell. It's got a, a, a pick up something every every time and uh i i i'll just jump in right away with a uh, with a very good if not very good to excellent i'm i'm, I'm going to reserve final judgment until i have a, another one but it's 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 really delicious it's got a great aroma i like sniffing on it as as i'm <laughs> bringing it up to my mouth very smooth very very drinkable I like that for me, I, you know, I don't want to say basic in the sense that like it's a negative term, but it's just, it is what it is. And I think it, you kind of mentioned it, David, what you were you know, looking for. I got to say very good. I'm like Bob, very good to excellent on this. You are not like me. You are wearing a 49ers shirt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll jump in. This is uh this is, I'm giving it's very good to excellent. Uh, the aroma is fantastic. It's very smooth and drinkable. And uh, truth be told, when we stop by 
to get our bottles when I stopped by on the way through Sacramento today, David gave us a quick little sample of this. And I said, holy cow, I will take a growler, please. And I got a growler for the way home. I did not drink it. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask. Did it's, you? No, it's, I did not drink it. It's in my <laughs> fridge. It on the way home? <laughs> it's in my fridge unopened. So, but yeah, it's fantastic. I give this, yes, very good to excellent. I do like this beer. Dan? Lighter than a lot of typical stouts, which is one thing that I really kind of like about it. Very drinkable. Um, really nice, just effervescence to it. Good flavor. It's warming up, getting a lot more stouty. Um, yeah, I would absolutely drink this. But I'm, I'm very good to excellent. All right. I rate it poor. <laughs> yeah, poor. good call. Good call, David. <laughs> pour it in the glass? Is not pour me another? Oh. All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't see any reason to come off my original. Uh, it's got a little. The, uh, the aftertaste is a little curious, but I really like the flavor, and I really like this. It smells like beer, but not in a bad way. Sometimes you get, you know what I mean. It's like you get an alcohol. You're like, ah, oh, yeah, that really smells like like beer, like, but not in a not in a good way. So I, yeah, I like I like everything about it. Let me ask you um, before we head in the next one. The name change. We mentioned that previously we were here. It was Yellow Brewing Company. We are now Campus Brewing Company. What's up with that? What a broad question. Um, we decided a long time ago that we would be interested in changing the name from Yolo Brewing Company. Just with me coming on, and I've now stepped into an ownership role here, wanting to kind of rebrand it and make it my own was a big thing for me. Wanting to have a like clean break between what we were doing as YOLO and what we want to do moving forward. So that was kind of the reason for leaving the old brand behind. The reason we chose Campus as the name for the new brand, we, we actually kicked around a lot of different name ideas, but they were all kind of focused on educational themes. Kind of our like mantra here at this brewery is that a uh, a more educated consumer is good for every brewery in our area. It'll help the beer scene overall. So we wanted to, we're the only brewery in the region where you can brew your own beer. So you can actually come here and learn how to brew. And that's something that we thought was cool. And, you know, like even with the name, like the original adjunct King, like that's a weird name. And I love being able to explain it to people and tell them a little story about how adjuncts have been used in beer over the years. And I think the more that consumers can kind of take in that information, the better it is for brewers overall. Like one, one great example I have is uh, these fruited sours that are really popular right now. Um, most of them you'll find they're going to be pretty high in alcohol because a high in alcohol beer can command a higher price. But the thing that makes those beers expensive to produce and the reason you have to have a high price is the fruit. So a lot of people don't realize that. And it's like, if you want a 5% fruited sour, that's fine. But it's going to cost the same as a 9% one because the, the expense is adding all that fruit to it. Driving the alcohol up is cheap. So the only reason we're doing that as brewers is because we need to be able to get 25 bucks a four-pack for that beer um, to be able to afford all the fruit we're putting into it. So that's just like a little anecdote that is kind of the type of thing that I would like more consumers to understand because i think if they understand more about this product that they're buying what makes it special why you should pay more for it than our competitors from big beer 
Um, I think that's going to be key to sort of the long-term survival of this whole industry, especially now under these crazy circumstances we've been under since March. Um, more than ever, we need people to understand like why it, why you should feel good about spending your money on expensive craft beer versus just buying 30 racks of Coors for, you know, 15 bucks or whatever. I'm just glad that Chris Knapp cannot reach through the computer screen and, and grab David by the lapel. That's I'm just I'm just thankful for that. What? What about the Coors Light comment? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, man. I've, I've moved on. I've moved on to ham. My fridge, all right. I'm not passing judgment here. And David, I didn't have that beer. That's why I didn't say anything. But I have no doubts that it's wonderful, judging by everybody else's. Uh, well, I was going to actually ask Glenn. Hey, Glenn, why don't you pipe in and chime in on this one? Yeah, I love that the one everybody gives excellent to is the one I didn't. Well, you guys were quick to send me that cherry pie disaster, but <laughs> <laughs> but I don't get one of the good beers. I know. All right, so this next beer we're going to be trying is called Black is Beautiful. This beer has kind of a long story, so strap in. Uh, this was an initiative started by Marcus Baskerville uh, of Weathered Souls Brewing Company in San Antonio. Uh, he came up with this idea in the wake of the George Floyd shooting and some of the other similar uh, events that happened and wanted to basically bring the whole brewing community all over the world together to brew the same stout to lift and celebrate black voices uh, in our communities. So we all I think there's over a thousand breweries that participated Um we were all sent a recipe from Marcus and encouraged to kind of put our own spin on the recipe. Um, and every brewery was encouraged to make a donation to some kind of charity that was relevant to the cause. So here at campus, we're going to be making a donation to the Sacramento Black Chamber of Commerce. Um, I think New Helvetia is doing it and donating to the Sojourner Truth Museum. So lot, lots of different uh, places you can donate to um and the whole thing was just kind of about raising awareness of uh some of the issues that people of color have been facing in this country recently and for a long time before that um so it was really cool to be able to participate in this my version of it was started out totally true to marcus's recipe i figured this guy brews very renowned imperial stouts and i want to see what it tastes like if i just brew his recipe so i did that and it came out extremely roasty and bitter and hoppy which i kind of anticipated looking at the recipe and knowing how my system works so i ended up blending with some uh probably two or three year old imperial stout that i had sitting in kegs that i just wasn't really sure what i was going to do with this beer um it was a very like uh, sticky sweet imperial stout that I had in these kegs so I thought that would counteract the kind of bitter roastiness of uh, the black is beautiful beer that I made and then I aged the whole thing on coffee beans for two or three days and then cocoa nibs indefinitely so these these glasses we just poured were served off of a tank with the cocoa nibs sitting in that tank so they've just been sitting there so it's very chocolatey nice thick uh roasty beer still with like a reasonably dry clean finish um I'm, I'm really happy with it i think it's one of the best stouts i've made so thank you marcus for the recipe 
Well, and thank you for adjusting it because some of the uh, characteristics of the original recipe are not things that I particularly care for. So, and I really can uh, like notice like, okay, there's, there's Imperial, there's maybe some coffee, there's some other things. So I can really pick up on what you had, but I can still taste the original as well. It's funny, the, uh, the first pull off of it was I got a lot of the bitterness. And then the second one, I got a lot more of the, of what you added to it. So yeah, I, uh, I'm, it's growing on me. It's a balanced imperial really with, uh, with some of that bitterness to it, which kind of brings it down a little bit for me, but I like it. It's um, good to very good, if not very good. Who's next? Joey, go for it. Right now, I, as I take it up to my mouth before I even take a sip of it. Um, well, I'm trying to so make you spit it out through your nose. Or <laughs> Um, I really, I really like the, the texture, the smoothness. Now I'm going to be honest. I've had the monk cellar version of this one. Um, it's really hard. Like I can't, I don't really recall what that one was, was like, and that's probably not a great thing, <laughs> but I really love, um, I don't get any bitterness. I do get the coffee. Um, I love how, how it kind of just, I don't know if this is going to make any sense. How it just, uh, we'll go back to the mouthfeel. I love how it kind of just sits in the mouth and just really kind of like it's 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 almost like melts and and it's just it's just I just gotta say it's it's just a really really good beer. So um, since we don't have really really good on the on the ratings here, uh, I'm gonna you give it a very 10. good and very good to excellent. No, we don't. <laughs> I was going with the <laughs> Jorge's not here. <laughs> uh, we're gonna go with I'm gonna go with very with very good. Okay, Dan. It's funny, I had a can of this last night at home, and glad that you mentioned that it's still sitting on the cocoa nibs because I can really tell it's like a little bit chocolatier than the can version that I had. So, um, I, I think this is a really fantastic beer. I think there's a lot of layers to it. You can tell that you put a lot of time into this in order to try and get the product that you wanted. So, um, I'm excellent on this. I think it's a super beer. I've had about, about 10 or so of the Black is Beautifuls. I think this is one of my two favorites, if not my favorite, that I've had out of you know a lot of the local breweries and a few beyond. Yeah, good job. Chris? Yeah, this, uh, it is it's, uh, very complex. Um, and I do uh, appreciate that, uh, that David did add what he added. Uh, with that silky imperial because it, it knocked down if they, i don't i'm not a fan of the real bitter ones but it does the chocolatey flavor did add a lot to this and it's it's good i i think it's good it's a good beer it's very it is very complex okay um and then the last one is the one that I have been looking forward to since the last time we were here, and that is Fight Me, I'm Irish. And it is the best. Uh, oh, Joey's gonna Let's stop. I'm gonna stop recording because I think, okay. that was, oh, yeah, that was I was like saying, I'm gonna finish you it up. Stop, you can stop recording while I'm talking, and then you okay, can... all right, no, no every, every, you're, you're it's dulcet tones, Bob. Uh, <laughs> So uh, it's gold. All right. So the it's next one is. So the next one is. Glenn. 
<laughs> one you want to jump in? Yeah. <laughs> All right, go. <laughs> that was like every work Zoom call I was ever on was just enacted there. That was fantastic. <laughs> All right. Um, so the next one is uh, Fight Me, I'm Irish. And uh, I was looking forward to this uh, the last time we were here, and uh, you put it together, and so I can't wait to try it. So, David, tell, me, tell us about it. It is a 15% imperial stout uh, in the what we'd call pastry stout uh, variety fashion style. Pastry stout style, let's go with that. Uh, it is inspired by the cocktail Irish coffee. So as such, it is brewed with coffee. Um, cocoa nibs, vanilla beans, uh, mint leaves, fresh mint leaves grown locally here. And we also aged some, we took some like barrel staves and soaked them in Irish whiskey for several days and then infuse that into the beer too which i honestly i'm not sure how much of that really came through but what you got in front of you is a big very thick sticky sweet uh dessert beer type of an experience um this was brewed for our saint patty's day party which ironically or i don't know if this is ironic but uh which happens to be the day that the whole state got shut down was that very day i was sitting here at the bar and Someone texted me, like, are you still open? What's going on? And that was the day that uh, we all got told to shut down operations way, way back in March. So we're drinking pretty much the last, uh, there's probably about one gallon or so of this beer left. And that's it. Anybody had this? No. No, Dave, I've had it several times over the... Last six-ish. Uh, how long has it been? Uh, yeah, I, I love this beer. and I don't know if everybody would love this beer. <laughs> it's definitely really out there. Um, the, the whiskey on the nose is just really pronounced. You're right. You don't immediately, that just smells like the cocktail. So, yeah, I think this is a very successful beer. And... I think it's also very, pretty dangerous. It does not taste like a 15% beer, which, um, you know, that's a feat in itself, too. I've had a lot of 15% beers where it's just, you know, oh my gosh, it's like it's just a hot mess. So, yeah, I love it. I'm a, a very good, uh, excellent on, on this beer really comes at you in waves, but they're very smooth, slowly developing, rolling waves. And it's, I mean, just the viscosity of it. When you start, I mean, it's really thick. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that you didn't turn on your mic when you said that. Um, and, you know, then you get like, I mean, right in the middle of it, you get the Irish cream and then it takes you down a different path after that. This is truly great. This is a, a truly great is not on the scale. Neither is seven. Neither or is or ten, or or ten, um, or amazing. This is excellent. This is what people think of when they think of high alcohol, lots of flavor. Sit around the fire and enjoy it for a long period of time. This is this is this is a singular effort. Awesome. Yes, the the the. I'm glad David described how we described it and the viscosity. Yes, it is thick, 
It is an absolute dessert stout. And the flavors come at you like little waves on the shore, on the beach. Because you get one, oh, wow, I can, you can smell when uh, you have to tell somebody, for me, you have to tell them, yes, there is whiskey. Because then you can kind of smell it. It doesn't really flavor it, have the flavor of it. But it is very deceiving because 15%, this will sneak up on you and knock you out. But it is very, very good. Very good. Yes. 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 Chris, Chris is yes it. on the is yes on the scale there? Yeah. <laughs> I, I said very good. Then yes. <laughs> very good. Yes. Well, um, I'll say I I love a, a, a pastry stout. Um, and this one really, I mean, this one is a sipper. Um, <laughs> you're right there, Chris. Uh, sorry. Technical uh, this one, a, uh, this, 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 what happened? This, the Molten Falcon, like, bold. Yeah. What? You're, guys. Is that your um, pet rock? What happened? Yeah, it was a rock. I uh, oh, my lights up. <laughs> um, I really, I, I mean, I really, it's the, the flavor, it's smooth, very smooth. The one hang up, though, I have is that it's going to be hard for me to get through. Like, do you, are you guys bottling this? Are you going to put it in a can? Um, and I don't know if it's just for, you know, for where it's, we're drinking it at the, at, at the point that we're, uh, that I'm having it, but it's just, the texture is just a little too thick for my liking. Um, but if this was like early on and earlier on in, in, in the, uh, in the period, I can really see myself enjoying this. So I'm going to go with the good because just the thickness there is just a little too much for, for my taste, but everything else really, really, it's smooth. It's a sipper and I can, I can just sip on this like all, all night long. Yeah, I agree with you, Joey. Uh, I would call this for me, this is probably a good as well. It is way too much for me to drink. Like what I drink on my free time is like the cheapest macro lager that I can find. <laughs> I don't drink craft beer at home, hardly ever. Sometimes I drink my own beers. Um, and so this is like the polar opposite of the type of beer that I could actually sit and drink. Cause when I'm drinking beer, I like to like, you know, watch football all day on Sunday and drink like eight beers. And you can't do that with a beer like this. Um, it's very sweet to me. It's definitely on the borderline of what you call a cloying sweetness. Um, however, you know, I, every beer I brew isn't for me. It's for everyone else. And I think there's a, there's definitely like a group of people out there. And apparently Dan Scott is one of them who <laughs> really enjoy these thick syrupy beers um, if I could fix one thing or a couple things about this beer, I would want it to remain as thick as it is. I'm really happy with the mint character. I'm really happy with the chocolate character. I could use more coffee and more whiskey, I think, would really take this beer to, like, home run status. All the flavors, I mean, I, I love the flavor. I love... I love the taste. It's just like a lot, you know, I mean, you know, I don't want to sound negative here, but it's like, you know, pouring on, uh, like drinking a, a bottle of syrup, you know, sometimes it's, I want that. <laughs> sometimes I don't, but I think it's just mood. 
right? I like Bob's when he's talking about being around the campfire. I like I like that description, and maybe at, at a moment like that is really good. But I mean, I can't get away from the flavor. It's just it's very very good tasting, and all that hits it. Um, it's just uh, it's it, you know it's just it's very very thick. So yeah, no, I know that there's a market out there. So I mean, I I give you I mean great job for what you did. It's funny because Joey's nickname used to be Berserk. <laughs> and now, now he's turning back on his on his past. Um, that was uh, that was quite the experience, um, David. And thank you. So that's uh, that's all five. We had our first non-alcoholic, and it wasn't terrible. And the peanut butter was pretty good. And then, of course, the stars of the show were the uh, were the hosts, as it as we always hope it should be. It's always we, kind of uh... embarrassing when you when you go and you don't uh, and and the hosts' beers are not as good as the ones that we bring in. <laughs> We don't let them know that. Can well, we I would uh, post a stout cast here if I didn't have some pretty good tasting stouts on. So, Bob, can we name the best of the flight? Go for it. Uh, adjunct, original adjunct king, top, you know, top for me. Okay, Glenn. Oh, well, oh. As with most decisions, I'm completely unqualified for this one because <laughs> uh, I only had two of the beers. Um, but I'll, I'll go with Joey. I mean, just by listening to all you guys and your responses. And I trust your opinions. Oh, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't have any of the good ones. Thanks for that. I'm going to well, label yeah, that well, last one resentful. Yeah, I, we, we know. Well, well, we'll go back to six guys in a garage for the next episode. But <laughs> we, uh, we, and we, on, to, truth be told, I didn't know David had as many as he did to offer. Uh, we had planned to sample uh, more uh, of the uh, stouts that we that we have uh, purchased and, and strewn about the country. Uh, and so we will strew more beers across the country. That's, by the way, good English used yeah. by your English teacher right there. It's strew. Many, many good English. <laughs> many good. Um, Chris, your favorite. Uh, I'm going to have to go with the, uh, the original adjunct. But the fight me i'm irish is right behind it and that is what i call an excellent dessert beer i mean if somebody says i don't want like a cognac or a brandy hey fight me i'm irish after you guys get done fighting you can have that beer <laughs> because it is it is syrupy sweet but it is good to finish the night with and it will put you to sleep yeah i'm always ready to fight because i'm scottish down <laughs> whenever whoever yeah, let's go all right, uh, Dan. Uh, the Black is Beautiful was the MVP for me today. Continuing to drink that. It's nice to have the bonus chocolate, though, at uh, home base. Yeah, and I, uh, I think uh, I, I was teetering on uh, very good to very good to excellent on, on several, but I think the final one, the, uh, the Fight Me, I'm Irish, I think it was, I, I was, I was hoping for something great, and, I was, uh, and, it, and it met every expectation. So um, hats off. That's episode number 50, kids. Thanks to all of you who have listened to any of the first 49 and um, to all of the brewers who have participated. I think we're in somewhere in the three dozen range and we surpassed the 200 beer threshold a couple of episodes ago. And, um, you know, this has been this has been a lot of fun and it's been a lot of fun because I've been able to bring my friends in and learn a bunch from a bunch about a, something I didn't really know anything about. And hopefully, you know, there's another 50 in store. There's only like 9,200 brewers in the United States and we've hit 200 and 
I don't know, 20 of them. So I think we've still got room to grow. Road trip. Exactly. If you are listening to this on Podcastify or Spotify or wherever, we want to thank you for that. We also want to remind you that there are many pages on the website, stoutcast.com. We have the homepage, which gives you all of the uh, episodes and the Cliff Notes version. So all you have to do is go to the beer menu, click on the beer that you're looking for, and then that'll take you to whatever episode it was. And it will give you the ranking from however many judges we have. Thankfully, we've been able to have, you know, five or six here lately in order to give you a really good idea as to what is in the beer and what, you know, you might find if you're, you know, at the store, you know, picking up something. And, you know, we just want to thank you for joining us. And uh, thanks, uh, everybody, for participating. Chris Nab, Glenn Krim, Joey Gonzalez, Dan Scott, today, David Weiss. <laughs> 50. We'd also like to thank our other regular co-hosts or co-hosts from the past, including Jorge Oseguera, Todd Moffat, John Hunt, Nick Miller, Stephen Bonet, Al Stavitsky, Clarence Tedrow, Matt Gautier, Chris Gautier, Rob Gautier, Teresa Campo, and Mick Campo. I'm sure left off somebody, I'm, whoever it was, I apologize now. And we'd also like to thank all of the brewers who have taken the time out to co-host as well and to give us their thoughts and opinions about their wares and about the products of others. Yeah, 50! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and I'm really thrilled to be able to produce something like this. Um, God knows it's a pro- uh, passion project because I'm not making a dime. <laughs> um, so our, our first advertiser will be our first advertiser, and hopefully, you know, that comes in tomorrow. So once again, thanks, <laughs> uh, gentlemen and ladies, uh, wherever you are for listening. We appreciate it, and we'll catch you next time the Stoutcast at stoutcast.com. I really hope I don't screw this up.